Hello and welcome to Back to Basics Birthing. My name is Vicki Hobbs and I'm here to guide you, support you and provide you with information so you're feeling excited and confident about your birth. Birth is an incredible event, no matter how it happens. So I'm here to help you take the fear out of birth through education, planning and preparation. When we discuss the clitoris and the perineum, the holy grail of womanhood comes to mind. We know episiotomy can can impact on the function and healing of these two sacred parts of the female anatomy. So it's important for women to be educated on what you can do during labour and birth to reduce or eliminate the risk of tearing and decline routine episiotomy. So I'm talking about routine episiotomy here where you're just cut for no reason at all okay there's no medical reason for cutting it's just basically to make it easier for your care providers to you know get things moving and getting that head out faster um, so having recently spent uh, time at workshops with both Deborah Pascali Bonaro from Orgasmic Birth who shared her 3D clitoris and also her knitted pussy puppet with us. It was really funny. Um, and also Dr. Rachel Reed from Midwife Thinking. So you'll hear me talking about Rachel quite a bit because she is a researcher. Um, she knows her stuff. So if you're not on her Facebook page, Midwife Thinking, then I do suggest that you go onto there and you'll find lots of research and information uh, that she shares with us. Um, so we're quite... Uh, we're quite fortunate to have someone like Dr. Rachel Reed from Midwife Thinking who is providing this information to us for free. So if you're looking for things uh, related, relating to birth, um, then I suggest that you have a look on Rachel's page. Now with Deborah and Rachel just recently um, having workshops here in Perth, there was a lot of discussion and shared resources about the clitoris. But it was clear that the clitoris is still a mystical part of the female body. So it was really valuable learning mixed with knowing smiles. So, you know, midwives and doulas and birth workers, we all know how important the clitoris is. Okay, and one of the, the key things is, do you know what the clitoris looks like? So, you know, when we talk about the clitoris, everybody conjures up this image and this visual of what the clitoris looks like. And when I ask my clients, most of them say that it's the little G-spot in the vagina. So I want to delve quite a bit deeper. You know, um, it's not just that little pea-like button of the mons pubis. This is in fact the clitoral glands, which is the visible part of the whole clitoris that is really sensitive to touch. The whole clitoris looks, for lack of a better description, an exotic tulip. Okay, and if you go onto my website, I've actually got this particular blog on there, which shows some really good diagrams. Uh, so that blog is, is titled The Clitoris and the Perineum, The Holy Grail of Womanhood. So you can go in and have a look at some really good diagrams that I've got um, on there showing the clitoris and obviously the vagina and, and you know, looking at the, the vulva. So the clitoris is a multi-part system and includes two shafts called the crura, which are around 10 centimetres long 
that encircle the vagina. So that's why I'm saying if you go and have a look at that blog, you can actually see the diagram of what the clitoris actually looks like. So Dr. Robert King wrote it has at least 18 distinct interacting functional parts, including muscular, erectile and sensitive tissues. So MRI studies revealed that most of these structures expand significantly during arousal and the bulbs can effectively wrap around the vagina. It is just so amazing when we look at what's happening within, you know, the female body. So the clitoris is only used for pleasure and there's approximately 8,000 nerve endings in the clitoris, whereas men only have around 3,000 nerve endings in the penis. And we're taught from a really young age to disconnect from the pleasure of clitoral stimulation, but many women experience orgasm during birth, and this is something that should be explored more. How amazing would it be to feel or experience an orgasmic birth? And this is something that Deborah Pascali Bonaro shares in her orgasmic birth website. Um, so again, if you're not on her Facebook page or haven't had a look at the, the website, you can actually go into my blog post again and I've got the links uh, to those as well. So really interesting. Unfortunately, many women who have experienced orgasm during birth keep this to themselves for fear of being shamed or laughed at. And what a long way we have to go in giving women the freedom to express their pleasurable experiences. So let's look at the perineum. The perineum is the area between the vagina and the anus made up of skin, muscle and nerves that stretches incredibly as the baby's head emerges. So again, in my blog post, I've got a really good uh, photo on there of baby's head coming through and the perineum stretching. Um, and that photo is by Kat Fancoat, so capturing birth. It's just a fabulous photo and I really want you to go and have a look at it. Um, so many women become fearful about the perineum tearing or needing an episiotomy and wonder how their baby is going to fit through their vagina. The good news is that a woman is less likely to experience tearing if she's breathing deeply and allowing her body to feel calm and relaxed without tension. Relaxing her pelvic floor and going with her own urge to push rather than holding her breath and being told to push. So there's a very big difference between that bearing down breathing or you're waiting for that urge to push or being told to take a deep breath in, hold your breath now, push, 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 push. Okay, that forceful purple face pushing. During labor, the perineum is amazing and stretches and thins as far as it needs to because it's saturated with the hormone relaxant being released by the receptors in that area. That is one of the amazing things about being a woman is that our body has been designed to do what it does so beautifully during an undisturbed labor and birth, stretch and open. That's what it's been designed for. If a woman is given the opportunity to birth naturally without being induced or augmented, then her perineum will stretch gradually, slowly and gently, just the way that it's been, been designed to do and is less likely to experience any trauma. When the head is crowning, the woman may feel a burning type of sensation. But if they're practicing their breathing techniques, then many times that burning is not felt. All women are unique and won't always have the same experiences. 
This burning sensation is like what you feel when you stretch the corner of your mouth with your fingers. The tissue of the corner of the mouth is very similar to that of the perineum. So I just want you to try that now. Just stretch the corner of your mouth until you, till you feel it stretching and feeling that burning sensation. And so that is the sensation that a woman may experience during childbirth. Midwives can also reduce the risk of tearing by using a warm compress on the perineum when the head is presenting. Um, and also on my blog page, I've got a couple of links there which will you know, take you through to studies. There's also a video there by Professor Hannah Darlin from the University of Western Sydney demonstrating how midwives can prepare and use a warm compress. And that is something that you need to put into your birth plan. You need to say that on crowning, you want to, with, uh, you want to have a midwife there with a warm compress really holding that perineum and helping that perineum to to feel protected okay getting nice and warm and helping it to stretch really gently so episiotomy versus tearing so an episiotomy is a surgical cut through the perineum to make the opening larger it is done on stretching tissue and muscle and this is very different to an incision that you have when you're having general surgery so when a woman has a mediolateral episiotomy, so diagonally across rather than downwards towards the anus, the midwife or obstetrician will cut through not only the nerves, tissue and muscle of the vulva, but also the clitoris shaft, which is known to cause sexual dysfunction after birth. This is why we see so much trauma around the perineum. During birth, the perineum is flooded with relaxin and it's designed to stretch. And with the right position and breathing, this reduces the risk of tearing or need for an episiotomy. There are also oxytocin receptors in the perineum. And during an episiotomy, these are also cut through, which leads to five times increase in a postpartum hemorrhage and could also interfere with breastfeeding. An episiotomy leads to more pain, longer recovery and more sexual dysfunction tears heal better because they are long they they're along the muscle lines and not a straight edge not a straight edge and not all women will tear but if she is routinely cut then she's cut you you know so the thing is you're not always going to tear but if your obstetrician is is one that does a routine cut then you're cut there's nothing you can do about it so ask your obstetrician what they consider to be a reason for an episiotomy. A highly skilled obstetrician is one who can do an instrumental birth, so using you know, forceps um, or vacuum without the necessity for an episiotomy. So there are really good obstetricians out there. You just have to ask the right questions. And as um, mentioned previously, positioning and breathing reduces the risk of tearing as well. As Dr. Sarah Buckley mentions in her Gentle Birth, Gentle Mothering book, nature has a plan. So we should not be interfering with that process. Research has shown that episiotomies cause more pain, trauma, blood loss, sexual dysfunction and takes longer to heal compared to a natural tear. And unless there's a medical need to do an episiotomy, then there's no benefits and more harm associated with it. 
Yet even though we now have many health bodies advocating for episiotomies to only be conducted when absolutely necessary, the, episiot the episiotomy rate is still really high, even in Australia. So again, there's a couple of links there in my blog post um, that you can go to, which talks about you know, episiotomies and routine um, episiotomies. So we're not talking about episiotomies in an emergency situation where baby's gone into, a, into distress, we need to um, do an episiotomy to get that baby out faster. Okay, so lots of different scenarios that could be um, beneficial to have an episiotomy. So Professor Hannah Darlin from the University of Western Sydney states that an episiotomy, an episiotomy is more likely when having your first baby, having a forceps or vacuum birth, having a long second stage, having an epidural, giving birth lying on your back, especially with your legs in stirrups. The baby's head is in abnormal position. The baby is very big. And you have a private obstetrician as your care provider. An episiotomy is less likely when having your second or subsequent baby, giving birth in a sideline or upright position. Perineum ma massage has been done in the late stages of pregnancy. Your pelvic floor is relaxed. You birth the baby's head slowly or between contractions. And you have a baby in a birth centre or at home. And you are cared for by midwives you know and have good support. So Rachel Reed from Midwife Thinking says an episiotomy does not prevent a tear from occurring. Instead, it increases the chance of a third or fourth degree tear involving the anal sphincter. A Cochrane review has summarized the research in this area. Even in obstetric guidelines, an episiotomy is not recommended as a way to protect the perineum during birth. Although an episiotomy is easier to suture, a natural tear is less painful and heals a lot more quickly. The only excuse for cutting an episiotomy is for an instrumental birth. And again, not in all cases, or for a baby who needs to be born quickly. And what does the Cochrane Review? So the Cochrane Review is the gold standard of obstetrics. So in women where no instrumental delivery is intended, selective episiotomy policies result in fewer women with severe perineal or vaginal trauma. Other findings, both in the short or long term, provide no clear evidence that selective episiotomies policies results in harm to mother or baby. The review thus demonstrates that believing that routine episiotomy reduces perineal or vaginal trauma is not justified by current evidence. Further research in women where instrumental delivery is intended may help clarify if routine episiotomy is useful in this particular group. These trials should, be, should use better standardised outcome assessment methods. So when we're looking at ways that a woman can um, give birth to try and prevent, you know, episiotomies or tearing, then we have to look at um, ways of getting the woman upright, being on all fours, you know, looking at ways that a woman can feel more relaxed and calm, getting to the position that she feels is best for her, not what's best for everybody else in the room. So we really need to start 
helping women to make choices on what is the best position for them. Um, so the best posi- positions to birth in to reduce the risk of tearing are sideline positions, kneeling, all fours, squatting and semi, uh, semi-supported squat where you're squatting down and kind of leaning back into um, someone for that support. And again, having a midwife hold a warm compress against the perineum so that that's going to warm the area and, you know, really soften that area so it, um, it really helps to open and stretch So I hope that's been helpful to you and I hope you've enjoyed uh, listening. And as I said, just go to the the blog that I've done on this particular um, podcast and that will have a number of links for you to, to go to. So that's the clitoris and the perineum, the holy grail of womanhood. Thank you for listening to Back to Basics Birthing. If you would like to get more information about my childbirth education classes, Hypnobirthing Australia classes, fear release sessions, online course, VBAC education, pregnancy massage or any of my other services, please visit my website at backtobasicsbirthing.com.au.